Accepting the unpleasant. Let me adjust my audio level. Sit this in the window. I'm right here. Accepting the unpleasant. That's a deep thing to ask someone to accept the unpleasant. I think when we do something that we really like and that we truly enjoy, it's easy for us. Very easy. When we like basketball, we'll watch it, we'll play it, talk about it, record it. Rewatch it over and over. Parties and get togethers and after parties Find ways to celebrate it. Take pictures with basketball heroes. Honor and treasure. Something we enjoy. Something that we like. Something that's pleasant. What about accepting the unpleasant? Something that we don't like, something we don't enjoy, something that gets on our last nerve and we have no kind of inclination to even want to interact at all. Be it a person, a place, a thing, an idea, a situation that can arise. If we're to reduce everything down to the lowest common denominator of communication and interaction, there's sending a signal and there's receiving a signal. 
the sun sends a signal to the earth. It evaporates water. It gives light and life. It creates a cycle in the earth and the water and life. Everything is receiving this warmth, this heat. When it rains, the earth receives the signal of the rain. When we breathe, our bodies are receiving the oxygen. When a female is impregnated, she's received the seed. When one talks and another listens, so the same. And this reception, good feeling or bad feeling, the ability to receive a signal is an emotional development giving us the capability to endure and receive the unpleasant. Crying child, someone with an annoying voice, being around those that don't know when to shut up. We call it extra, people that do too much. They don't know when you've had enough and they keep going. They keep sending a signal, maybe not realizing that it's not being received, accepting the unpleasant. This takes awareness. I'm learning in Vipassana and Shamatha, which I'm learning in Buddhism, in order for you to gain insight, Vipassana meditation, to see things as they really are, you must first be calm. It's hard, difficult, almost impossible to see facts clearly when you're emotional, you're spiraling, you're out of control. This is why Anapanasati, watching your breath, and when your mind floats away from that, come back to your breath, is so strengthening when you practice this 
regularly. We learn to slow down, watch our breath, and apply that different times, situations, and places in our lives. Time when you're driving, you get distracted, and you come back to driving. A responsibility, you get distracted, and you come back to the responsibility. And this comes in the practice of following your breath. Anapanasati. And then you learn Vipassana, present moment awareness, mindfulness. I call it fact-based observation where I don't assume, speculate, conjecture. I look at things fact-based for what they really are. I'm looking at a tree. It's green. A man is driving by in his work truck. Cars are driving by. Now, if I'm driving in my car, someone's driving too slow. Oh, this blue, 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 blue. This booty, bee, bee. Ah, that's the spiral. It's just that a fact-based observation says this person is driving too slow for what I need to do right now. I can go around them. And I can apply this technique to the rest of my life. Learning to slow things down a little. Take a breath. Don't enter the spiral. Maintaining self-control. Control over yourself. All of this helps us to accept the unpleasant. I'm going to leave that right here for now. I'm Mark Melvin. This is Melvin's Own. May you be well. May you be happy. And may you experience loving kindness and compassion. Goodbye.